What's going on, everybody? And welcome to episode 48 of the Did You Hear podcast, part of the Blue Wire Hustle podcast network. I'm Emma Houghton. He's Pat Zhang. And Pat, things are so good right now. Baseball award season, deep in the NFL season, college basketball is underway. Could it get any better? College football, NBA? And NHL, of course. And NHL, of course. The Islanders open up their new arena on Saturday. Very, very excited about that. It's uh, Yeah, it's a great time of year. It's always a lot of fun with all these things going on. And we are right in the thick of it right now. I'm so excited. Yeah, we have also a very, 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 very exciting episode today. I'm very excited about it. And it's because we are coming off of one of the most, what is the, I don't even know what adjective to use to describe it. Monumental. I was going to say, you want to go with iconic with that? Iconic. It would weekends for music. Taylor Swift on Thursday night released her re-recording of the album Red, which if you say you aren't a fan of, you're lying to yourself. I'm going to say just in general, if you don't, if you say you aren't a fan of Taylor Swift, you're just lying to yourself, especially our demographic that we seem to have. If you're about a 25 year old boy who says that you don't like Taylor Swift, you're lying. (laughs) So Pat, I, I actually wanted to give you some credit before we started, because when we were throwing out ideas to each other, I said, the only inspiration I've had this weekend has been Taylor Swift, obviously. And there was a little bit of Adele sprinkled in there, but Pat was kind enough to let us go a music, but Taylor Swift specific root for our episode so i'm very grateful for you and i'm very excited to do this or taylor swift inspired because i can't say that yes i can't say that i had a wide knowledge of taylor swift songs but um i thought we could go along with it and then i've got songs that are non-swift to uh to go through (laughs) so um as i'm sure you see really this whole weekend as taylor songs are coming out Mike Golick compared a bunch of college football teams to Taylor songs on red. So we're going to do the same thing, but as Pat said, we're going to widen it to any type of song. We're going to talk about week 10 performances. We're going to talk about the NFL season as a whole. We're going to specific, we're going to focus on a few teams and we're going to assign songs to those teams that describe where they, where they're at at this point in the season. So I'm giving the people what they want. And I chose all Taylor Swift songs. And I have a very strong feeling that a lot of your songs are the rock music that you like as well. A little, I actually went a little, I had some fun with these. All right, good. Let's start. I think you should go first. Oh, nice. I'm excited to hear. All right. Well, I kind of cheated for the first, I actually cheated two of them, to be honest with you, but I cheated for the first one. We're going to go to the Detroit lions. We're going to go to Jared Goff. And my song is let her go from passenger because we just, we have, I've seen the stat come up a couple times and it's just, it's too big to, to pass up at this point. Um, Jared Goff is now Oh, 15 and one without Sean McVay. That is a complete season pre this year with, you know, of course now 17 games yet to win a game in his NFL career without Sean McVay. Uh, of course, it's not Jared Goff's fault. He was traded, but let her go was, was too perfect. You know, looking at the numbers from Goff, especially this season, he has not, not thrown a touchdown pass in five out of his last seven games. Oh my gosh. In today's NFL with passing and everything that it is to not have a single passing touchdown in five out of seven games. Of course, all losses as the Lions are yet to win a game though. They did tie this weekend uh, against Pittsburgh. It's 
it's shocking, honestly, uh, especially, you know, a guy that did go to the Super Bowl not all that long ago. Uh, the Lions have the third worst offense in, in terms of points per game. That's only ahead of Jacksonville and Houston. They're in the middle of the pack in terms of turnovers, which I actually think might be more damning for them. Because what it says is that they're not just turning the ball over a ton. They're not the Jets that had, I believe, 22 turnovers. They just cannot move it at all and cannot score when they have it. Uh, it's really rough for Jared Goff. Uh, this tweet actually from Paul Hembakitis came out right before we were recording. So it was interesting to, to go with this. Most points per game in a Super Bowl season, you know, the 2018 Rams are sixth on the list. And Jared Goff, of course, was their quarterback. Yeah. And we've seen what things have turned into since he went to Detroit. Uh, so for me, I, I went with let her go. So you think it's Sean McVay? It's Sean McVay. Sean McVay is the key to Jared Goff's success. Mm-hmm. And it's very apparent. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Um, we're not that far removed from Jared Goff being the number one overall pick. It's, it's, it's astounding how quickly things have unraveled. And the only reason the lions tied on Sunday was because of Deandre Swift, Jared Goff did Mm -hmm. not have a good game. This was because Dan Campbell was the play caller and he finally played to the one strength that the lions have, which is that they have Deandre Swift on the roster and a couple of their other runners are, are good players too. The Steelers are a whole nother story. I also had the Lions as a as a song. Did you? Oh, nice. I did. And uh, I actually feel like this was my most creative pick, so I'm playing my cards early. But it is Better Man, which is by Taylor Swift. It was actually recorded by Little Big Town, which is a country artist. Love Little Big Town. But Taylor Swift from Red Taylor's version, and the Lions are singing, or the the Lions fan base is singing this song about Jared Goff because they're myth- they're missing Matthew Stafford. That's what it comes down we to. We both right? went the Lions quarterback route out of the any Lions. teams we could have picked. That's what we did. It's the easiest. It's just, it's misery. It's finding <laughs> sad songs. But no, so I have some specific quotes that I really just think are chef's kiss here. Quote, sometimes in the middle of the night, I can feel you again, but I just miss you and I just wish you were a better man. So they're saying that to Jared Goff because (laughs) (laughs) I just miss you. And they're missing Matthew Stafford quote. And I see the permanent damage you did to me. Never again. I just wish I could forget when it was magic. So they're saying that to Matthew Stafford and just to, to really put the nail in the coffin here, that magic that the lions are talking about that magic that they're missing, that they couldn't thought, they couldn't think could be any worse. It was three playoff appearances mm-hmm. and an 0-3 playoff record in Stafford's 12 years. And it's gotten worse. That's how bad it is to be in Detroit right now. It's definitely gotten worse because at least with Stafford, you know, you had competent quarterback play. It wasn't Stafford's fault that the Lions weren't able to win or or win in the playoffs. You know, he's been one of the better number one pick quarterbacks we've seen especially over the last however many years you want to go back he's lived up to it um and I think as you said they're now Lions fans are now seeing things on the other side of the fence when it's that whole organization plus a quarterback that cannot put the team on his shoulders which is definitely how I would classify Jared Goff and uh it's been a struggle as you can tell from both of our songs (laughs) yeah and it's crazy that Matthew Stafford is doing it under Sean McVay Mm -hmm. that that, can't help probably not probably (laughs) not 
No, that's good. I, I think that was so funny. I, I knew I had to do the lines. So I was Love just that. finding a song that would that would be perfect for that. All right. I will go to Carolina Ooh. next. And I was also very excited about this one because Sunday was, of course, the Cam Newton return game. And the song I used to describe this was I Bet You Think About Me, which is by Taylor Swift featuring Chris Stapleton. Wow, we're sticking Red, with the country. Let's Taylor's go. version. Yeah, I didn't even notice that, actually. These these two songs are from Red Taylor's version, which is the one that came out this weekend. So just to set the scene a little bit, again, the song is called I Bet You Think About Me. So I'm sure you know where I'm going here. Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold's quarterback rating so far through 10 weeks, 35.4. Higher than 20- I thought. It's 28th out of 33 to give him a little bit of credit, please. (laughs) His average rating from weeks five to nine is just 50.6. And he's out for four to six weeks with an injury. Mm -hmm. Insert PJ Walker, who actually was not bad against Arizona on Sunday, 200 yards in his first start this season. But that just wasn't enough. So instead, instead of relying on PJ Walker when... To say they have a real shot might be pushing it a little bit, but having a shot in a really wide open NFC at this point for some Mm -hmm. of those lower seeds, they needed something new. And that something new was Cam Newton, who had a touchdown, a passing touchdown, and a rushing touchdown in his season debut with the Panthers. And the reason why I bet you think about me fits so well is because, of course, this is where Cam Newton won his MVP award it's where he took his team to the Super Bowl. It's where he was, was he, uh, re- I think, I believe he was released in 2019, mm-hmm. right? Yep, he was they released, released from Carolina, and then it was picked up by New England, and then he was released from New England. But he's thinking, I bet you think about me. Look at you crawling back to me when you need me. And I really do think that Cam Newton is going to be a better version of himself this year. So you're not saying it's, I think you think about me from the Patriots, right? No, <laughs> I'm kidding. Yes. No, Mac and Mac looked very good again this weekend. Um, no, I, I like that you went with Carolina. Cause I think it's so interesting. It was super cool to see him get the two touchdowns uh, against Arizona. Very good defense, mind you as well. Yeah. Uh, on the road. We've talked about it before. I'm not a Cam Newton believer. I think he's washed up, um, but it was, it was really cool. And you know what? Maybe, maybe he just needs to go home as simple as that. And, and maybe it'll rejuvenate him. And I, I'm interested to see the marriage now with Matt rule and Joe Brady. I think that's a lot more intriguing than what was there before. Um, so in that way, I think you could see cam kind of get rejuvenated. I mean, rule even said today that Newton's going to get the majority of the first team reps, which I think can be a little cruel on PJ Walker, who I, as you said, I did not think was bad at all. And, and has the ability to kind of stretch the field a little bit. Um, but, you know, let, let's see what Cam can do. I I finished last season definitely thinking that he was done. I went into this season saying the Patriots did the right thing with Mac, and I think the Patriots have proven that so far. But as I said, situation is so – an environment is so much in many situations, but, you know, obviously applies to the NFL as well. Let's see what Cam can do back in Carolina. Yeah. Why not? It was 100% the right decision for New England to release Cam. I think even if Mac Mac Jones wasn't playing as well as he Mm. is, then that would still be the case. But do you think that Carolina has a higher ceiling with Newton as opposed to Walker? Ooh, that's a question. I was if you said that's obvious. I think uh, extremely emphatically yes. And I, I had a feeling you wouldn't say that. 
Oh uh, yeah. I'm trying to, uh, I like PJ Walker. I do. Um, and I, I not sure how much Cam Newton has left in the tank. I think it is worth seeing over the next couple of weeks to see if Cam can give them a jolt. I think there's no reason to, to not give that a shot. Uh, I don't know if Cam Newton's going to be the starter for the rest of the season, but I don't see a reason why they shouldn't at least give it a try. Do you think this would have been a move that was made if Sam Darnold wasn't hurt? No. Okay. He, even though Darnold has been terrible, yeah. um, they're on the hook for a good amount of money with Sam Darnold. I don't think it would have made sense uh, in that way. Uh, but with him hurt, I don't see a reason why not roll the dice. Yeah. I think that's fair financially. And he was okay. I mean, they started out 3-0. They were flying mm-hmm. high against two of the worst teams in the league. But hey, you know, give the team th- their wins when they get them. I'm higher on Cam than you are. I yeah. don't think he's going to be launching at 30 yards down no. the field, obviously. But I do think we see a better version of him than we saw last year. I think he's healthier. I think he likes being home. I think, I think he, he likes too. seeing. Again, I, I mean, not to beat the dead horse, but the song name actually was very, very clear to me. Like he's seeing these quarterbacks not play as well as he thinks he can. And he's been extremely confident this off season. He keeps saying that he's ready. It seems like he's there. It seems like he's in the right shape. And now it's just, if he can put all these things together and, mm-hmm. and rush more than two yards because <laughs> the play calling was great. And it was great to see him in that game, but that's of course not going to win you games. And I honestly, I almost wish they played a different team because I don't even feel like Arizona even tried. I mean, this was this was literally a non-starter for Arizona in this game. You're saying you, you're saying you don't trust Arizona with Colt McCoy uh, as their <laughs> as their quarterback and yeah. no D Hop. And it's yeah. weird too. Just on the Cardinals, if this was the Cowboys and their division was locked up, and yeah, they could be playing for the top seed in the NFC, but they're probably not better than the Rams or the Cardinals or the Bucks. The Cardinals have to win the NFC West. And I get that Kyler Murray's hurt, but he must be really, really down bad if the Cardinals are now going to just throw out Colt McCoy against the Panthers, a team that they easily could have won probably with a not 100% Kyler Murray. I thought that was a questionable decision. Yeah, I've listened. I've seen Colt McCoy because he played a few games for the Giants last year, and it was very bad, though he did beat the Seahawks in Seattle uh, last year. I still don't know how that happened. Um, A four and a half QBR from him on Sunday. That's not good. Um, the one thing with the Cardinals is that the NFC, at least the middle of the NFC is so mediocre. Yes. It's very top heavy. As you go through those teams, they should be a wild card. I mean, sitting there at eight wins they I think they feel pretty good about a playoff spot. Uh, it's, you know, are Bye. you gonna, yeah, but it's, are you going to relinquish the division and, you know, going for that number one seed and, and all things like that? Yeah. Yeah. I just thought he, Kyler Murray must be really hurt and it yes. didn't, it was just a weird injury at the end of that Green Bay game too. Bizarre. Everything came together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. definitely. All right. So we did the Lions and Carolina. What do mm-hmm. you got next? So I stayed in the NFC South. I went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and my song is So What by Pink. Oh, a- I like that. And just the, the lines from it. So, so what? I'm still a rock star. They've lost two in a row. They have lost to New Orleans. They have lost to Washington. They have not looked particularly good in either game. They allowed 36 points to a Saints team that I don't think is great offensively and 29 to a Washington team that I know is not great offensively. That's not good. But when you look over their entire schedule, they annihilated the Bears, Dolphins, and Falcons. And I understand that's not exactly the cream of the NFL, but 
they've got the third best offense in terms of points per game. Tom Brady, in my mind, is going to be the most valuable player. Uh, you know, they, they've got enough weapons when everyone's firing that it, it's really tough to deal with and enough defensive playmakers and your Winfields and your Whites and things of that, that nature that they're going to be able to make plays. If you want to look at the concerns, yeah, the defense has been really bad the last couple of weeks. You know, yeah, they're in the bottom third in rushing. I, I think a lot of that comes down to Bruce Arians and the fact he loves to chuck the football and doesn't really care about running, even though Fournette's been pretty decent. You know, Ronald Jones has never really gotten into things this year, which I think is interesting and could be debated. But I also think Fournette's been pretty good when they have given him a chance to go for it. Um, and then that defense is it's kind of middle of the pack. But I think middle of the pack forcing some turnovers is going to be good enough when things are all said and done. So that's why, despite the two losses, I say, so what? I love that. I, it's funny because I, I really feel like people are on the other side of that. I feel like a lot I know. of red flags went yeah. up. So I'm glad that you're you're quieting the the panic people a little bit. They have an easy division, so mm-hmm. they'll be fine. My question is, mediocrity is such a tough word because the Bucks' mediocrity is better than a lot of teams' mediocrity, right? Sure. But is that going to beat the Rams is mm-hmm. that going to beat the Packers when the Packers are fully healthy is that going to beat the Bills is that going to beat the Chiefs that are back just saying um I'm not sure that it is right now that being said they're they're going to have to fix the run game because I mean we mentioned it back in the identity episode we did. right we did if if the Bucks don't have a rush game they become so predictable they haven't had Antonio Brown and Gronk for three games mm-hmm. that's a big deal they need Gronk in the red zone they need Vita Vea to be okay he went down at the end of that game that's not good they need a lot of parts of their secondary to come back that's the tough thing about returning all 22 starters from a Super Bowl winning team all those guys were healthy last year mm-hmm. and almost immediately None of those guys were healthy. So it, it, I think there are going to be a few bumps. That being said, I have this team winning deep into the postseason because it's Brady and Arians is a good coach. Yeah, he, I, he really is. He's a winning coach. I mean, that's the thing is that this Bucks team seems to kind of turn it on and turn it off, which is mm-hmm. a little weird, but they do. Um, and the question is, you know, are they always going to be able to do that? Especially as you get closer to the postseason and in the postseason, is it going to be that easy to just flip the switch and here they go again? Um, I think, yes, they'll be able to do it. I do think they play with fire a little bit with that Mm -hmm. strategy, but I I look at this team and I I see the talent on it and I say, you know, LA, Green Bay and and Tampa are still my class. I even with a healthy Kyler Murray, I put all three of those ahead of Arizona um, and uh, they're going to be right there when uh, when things are said and done. I really think I really do think that this offense starts clicking when Brown and Gronk come mm-hmm. back too, and uh, I agree with you. I, I I do think that Tampa Bay should still be the bar for the NFC, definitely. Yeah, I had another point, but I I can't remember it. <laughs> That's <Sorry>. okay. <laughs> That's why I had such a sudden stop. <laughs> Maybe okay. it'll come to me. Maybe what, it'll come to me. What's your next team slash song? Okay. Hmm. Do you have one more? I do. All right, I'll do, I'll do, I'll finish with my really, really good one. So I'll okay. do my average one right now. It's Wildest Dreams by Taylor Swift. And of course, I'm going with Wildest Dreams, Taylor's version. And I'm going to talk about the Chiefs. Okay. Because I do believe that Patrick Mahomes is back. Mm-hmm. On Sunday Night Football, he was 35 for 50, 406 yards, five touchdowns, 127.6 rating, 
First time he's thrown over 400 yards this season. This time last year, he had already had two 400-yard games to put things in perspective. This is also only his third game this season without an interception. Yep. Just to how crazy this year has been for him. But there is a very important lyric in The Wildest Dreams, which made me think about the Chiefs. And it's that nothing lasts forever, but this is getting good now. Ooh, I like that. We thought the Chiefs dynasty in the AFC West was over. We thought coming into this week, we got the Broncos against Philly. That's an easy win for Denver. We've got the Chargers against the Vikings. That's an easy win for the Chargers. And we've got the Raiders and the Chiefs. We'll figure out who's going to rise to the top. The Chargers lost, the Broncos lost, and the Raiders lost. And the Chiefs went from last to first in the division literally in the course of 12 hours. Mm -hmm. They are going to be just fine. Patrick Mahomes is back. That being said, their defense still isn't solved. I still see turnovers being a problem throughout the season. But once Patrick Mahomes has a game like this, everybody's reminded, everybody's reset a little bit. And I had another good lyric too. Let me see it. You'll see me in hindsight, tangled up with you all night, burning it down. Someday when you leave me, I bet these memories follow you around. We let the Chiefs, we let them blow games. They were burning it down. And now the memory of us saying that will follow us around because everybody's, everybody's going to regret calling them out and saying that them making the playoffs is going to be uncertain. They're going to be just fine. Yeah. It, I think to boil it down the easiest for the chiefs last night, the defense was better than it's been the last couple of weeks. And Mahomes, it, he was more secured I guess the, mm-hmm. the way to put it, it wasn't as risky. It wasn't, I have to force this ball into the tightest window you've ever seen because this defense is going to allow 500 yards, which has been the Mahomes that we've seen most of the season. That's why you've seen so many interceptions. It was a lot more controlled Chiefs offense. And because of that, it looked a lot more like that Chiefs offense we're used to seeing. Um, and it was, of course, very, very deadly. I know Tyreek, had, Tyreek Hill had two touchdowns. Um, they looked really, really good. And against, of course, a divisional opponent, it's a big game. Yeah. That being said, I think the Raiders are going in the wrong direction quickly. They, I they expect, are. I expected Carr to put up a fight and they didn't. I expected this defense to put up a fight and they didn't. They've obviously got a lot going on in Las Vegas. That's where I was going to go. But I did think that this was a game that the Raiders could have competed in. And it was just the same old for the Chiefs. You saw Kelsey, who, Saying he hasn't been good this year isn't true because he really is one of the best offensive players in the league, but he hasn't been himself. Mm-hmm. And we saw him break tackles on the Monday night, uh, on the Sunday night game. We saw him stretch the field. We saw him get 20 yards after the catch. And we haven't seen that all season long. So it, it was just the, the same old Hill, the same old Kelsey. Then you've got guys like Pringle in the red zone. Yeah. They're just so well balanced when everything is going right. And you're right. It's all on Mahomes to keep it controlled, to not go for the risky throw. He still only averaged eight yards per attempt, which is definitely on the lower side for him. If he keeps getting that mantra in his head where he doesn't have to push it every time, then the defense doesn't have to put as much pressure on itself. Yeah, no, I I think you're right. And then just on the Raiders really quick, they looked like a team that was just emotionally exhausted. Uh, that's, I want, they've been really good this year and they've been a fun story to follow. I wonder how much that team can truly take with all the things that have happened to them in a very short span. Um, so I actually think they're one of the more intriguing stories to follow as we really go through the second half of the season. You know, do they, or do we see that same Raiders team that we saw at the beginning 
or do they just collapse because they can't take it anymore? Yeah. I mean, they're five and four. Yeah. The AFC rest, AFC West right now, Chiefs are six and four. Chargers and Raiders are five and four, and the mm-hmm. Broncos are five and five. Sure. We could be having an entirely different conversation about the AFC West next week. Yes, this we is could. really one of the the AFC North is up there, the NFC West. The AFC West is a really it's a highly competitive division, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean that it's the best caliber of play from these teams, but it really is anybody's division right now. And I agree yeah. with you from a personal human level. I'm not sure how much more these Raiders players can take and coaches for that matter. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's been crazy. And for for my next one and my last one, then you, you you touched on it without even knowing you were touching on it. I cheated as I said and went with the division, and I went with the AFC North. And going to the standing specifically, and this would be more of like my wheelhouse of type song. I went with Same Boat by Z- uh, uh, Zach Oh, I Brown love Man. that song. Yeah, I lo- love that song. And just the lines, we're all in the same boat, fishing in the same hole. And that is the AFC North because they are all jumbled in there. The Ravens have six wins. Everyone else in the division is at five. Uh, you know, they've played, some have played 10 games, some have played nine. So there's a little separation there. I look up and down that division. I do not trust a single one of those teams. And one of them is going to win the division. Um, <laughs> as I I think the Ravens probably would have been the one you feel most comfortable out. And they get pretty look Embarrassed. terrible against yeah. the Dolphins on Thursday night. A very surprisingly for me, at least bad Dolphins team this year. I think the Steelers have talked about all year. I do not trust them offensively in the slightest. They've also got the least amount of points in that division by a wide margin. Um, the Bengals have been so up and down where I love that talent, but you know, how consistent can it be? And the Browns have been as inconsistent as it gets. Um, and now you throw in the Baker Mayfield injury as well. They're all in the same boat. And I don't know who the one with the biggest boat at the end of this is going to end up being. Oh my God. I love that. This is my favorite one by far. Yeah. All three teams in the AFC North that played this weekend were absolutely embarrassed. Like so so bad bad that you don't even watch the tape. I don't know how they get over this type of game. The Dolphins, the Pat, the Patriots who put up 45 points, 45 points against the Browns. And then the Steelers tied against the worst team in football. It's mm-hmm. it's bad. And uh, I I truly don't know which team I trust more because it seems like there's a lot of talk that the Ravens' injuries are finally starting to catch up to them. Not sure how much stock I put into that. It's obviously – it's very obvious. They don't have the firepower that a lot of other teams have. But also – when Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase aren't meshing, then they can have a really bad loss. Yeah. And Pittsburgh is not capable of moving the ball down the field like they nope. showed against Detroit. And Cleveland is not capable of putting any points up on the board as they or showed any against sort of consistency. <laughs> right. So what are the strengths we're talking about here? They are literally all in the same boat. And one of these teams has to win. And one of them just has to take it upon themselves to start playing good football and I Mm -hmm. literally don't know who that's going to be I trust Lamar Jackson Mm -hmm. I don't trust Ben Roethlisberger I trust Joe Burrow but I don't trust the Cincinnati defense I don't trust Baker Mayfield to stay healthy I trust Miles Garrett but then Sunday happens it's it's literally a roller coaster every single week it's roller coaster so I thought that would be a fun one to throw in there um because it's going to be a crazy division race. I, I don't know how this one's ending up. And I really do think all the teams are, are so close um, in, in talent level and what they could end up doing. Do you think we get multiple teams from the AFC North? 
Because that's the way it's looking out right now. I believe Pittsburgh is a wild card team, and Cincinnati's in the hunt. In Baltimore, oh, uh, it's it's a great question. Um, I'm gonna say no. I think someone in the AFC West, most likely the Chargers, starts to put it together. And uh, yeah, and then if we look in the East, I did not think the Patriots were going to be a playoff team this year. I, I'm definitely starting to lean that way that I think they're going to be able to get there. So uh, maybe they grab that that last spot, of course, because that AFC South is, you know, yeah. the AFC South. So <laughs> maybe, maybe as I think that through, maybe they will get a, get a second team in. Um, but I wouldn't say I'd trust any of them when it comes yeah. to the postseason. No, I feel the same way. And the thing that I was going to say about the Bucks that I forgot which I, this, this conversation reminded me of it. I don't think the saints will end up being that bad of a loss to the books. Just to no. close that. To Interesting. Close that. Yeah. Mm. And I, and I think kind of the same way, I mean, the Patriots isn't a bad loss at this point. No. The, the Bengals aren't a bad loss until they start showing a lot of flaws. Yeah. That was a really good pick. I thought your type of music, I thought for sure you were going to do a, a deaf leopard. Or thought about Bruce it. Thought or about something. it. Too predictable for you. Too predictable, exactly. So I had, I had to throw. Now. I had to throw yeah. pink and passenger in there to really <laughs> throw people off. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm ending on the Steelers because you know I have to, and I know how much you love talking about them. Of and course. this actually segues perfectly. The Steelers, it's me by Taylor Swift on the Lover album, and I I hope everyone as they're listening right now is playing it in their head. The song me. This is Big Ben's ode to the Steelers. Yep. Taylor Swift says, I promise that you'll never find another like me. Wow. You texted me on Sunday, Pat, and said, if you can't beat Mason Rudolph, who are you going to beat? If this team does not have Ben Roethlisberger, they tie against the worst team in football. Big Ben has a lot of issues. We spent a lot of time talking about all of his issues. He can't run. He can't throw the ball more than 40 yards down the field. He is so immobile that it's laughable. You literally cannot even move out of the pocket. And Mason Rudolph had some good runs to give him a little bit of credit. That being said, I know that I'm a handful baby. (laughs) I know I never think before I jump a lot of big bench questionable throws, but you will never find another like him. And we have talked a lot about whether it was even worth the Steelers bringing him back again another year. Sunday's game proved that right now the only way the Steelers can win is that is if Roethlisberger is under center. Yeah. And it's bizarre because as I've said it all year and we've talked about it, I'm definitely not a big Ben believer at this point in his career. Um, But I do think you're pretty spot on that. They very clearly need him. I think the Mason Rudolph experiments a little bizarre with the Steelers that they still trust him. I understand he had a winning record what those couple seasons ago when he came in for Ben, when, when Ben got injured, I don't think he ever looked good <laughs> and they've kind of stuck with him. Um, I, I, I love the song choice. Uh, I, I think Thank it's you. very fitting for him. I think it's going to be even more fitting once we move into the off season. Cause I have to imagine this is Ben's last year with them. Uh, and you know, we'll, we'll see what it comes from. Do they stick with Mason Rudolph for, you know, to be a full-time starter? Do they look elsewhere? Um, I, I think this song, you could go with multiple applications for them. Yeah. They could have drafted Jalen Hurts two they years ago. You know, they're not going to have a high draft pick this year, and it's not a good quarterback class anyway. No, it's not. This roster's too good to go after the 
Ryan Fitzpatrick or Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, or they Teddy can't do Bridgewater. That. Right. So the only option is to pay a hell of a lot of money for Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or to stick with Mason Rudolph. The fact that they've kept him on the roster for so long is exceptionally concerning, like very highly concerning. He has done nothing redeemable, nothing, not, not one part of his play except two scrambles on Sunday has shown any glimpse of why he's competent to be the backup quarterback on this team. And that's harsh, but it's true because there were some plays where I'm thinking, oh my God, Ben could have even made that throw. And Ben is 95 Hmm. years old and can barely even stand on the field without having to use his cane. That's where he is. And he could still put the Steelers in a better position to win. Yeah. You talk about being able to move the ball down the field. Uh, Rudolph was at 4.8 yards per attempt, which is just unbelievably low. Um, So it's, it's kind of perplexing that the Steelers put their confidence in him as a backup quarterback and have kept it that way. Um, we say all this and, and say Ben's not back next week. Um, maybe maybe Rudolph goes out and, and proves people wrong, but I have never been impressed with Mason Rudolph, and I, I stick by that. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. I think if they have to play him another week, it's a really bad sign. And also, two years ago this week was the Miles Garrett incident with Mason Rudolph. Oh, Isn't that crazy that it was two yeah. years ago? God, it doesn't feel like that long at all. But <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I know, I know you and I disagree about this. Roethlisberger doesn't necessarily make Pittsburgh a great team, but no. without him, Steelers cannot do anything. And the Steelers are in the hunt. They're not even in the hunt. They are a playoff team as oh, we speak. Yeah. So they do not have the luxury to mess around with Mason Rudolph. They need Roethlisberger back and they need him to win games for them because this is a winnable division. That's the perfect way to tie it up. This is a winnable division, and they cannot be wasting time with Mason Rudolph. Yeah, listen, defensively, they have allowed the second least amount of points in the AFC. That defense is good enough to be able to win them games. They need just competent quarterback play, and I don't Mm -hmm. think Mason Rudolph gives them that. Yeah, well said. TJ Watt went down. Hopefully he's he's okay because he's obviously – the linchpin of that whole defense too. And it's not like the defense looked good against Detroit. My God, no. their, their rushing attack was horrible. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, point. yeah, the AFC North, man, this is going to be one of the best storylines to watch by far. Going to be fun. Yeah. All right, Street, that was really fun. Thank you again for doing that for me. That was of, amazing. Of course. Taylor Swift songs inspired by Red. Uh, let's go to our numbers. I'll go first. And mine is baseball. And this is a weak number for me as in it's not self-made, but... I had to do it because it's the first one this season. It's $77 million. And that is the contract that Eduardo Rodriguez signed. He moved to the Detroit area. He got signed by the Detroit Tigers five years, $77 million. He's obviously no longer a Boston Red Sox, which is disappointing to me. I do believe he is in the top tier of starting pitchers that were in the market this year. Once he rejected that qualifying offer, I, I think that's a, a lot of money. And I think that's a lot of years for a guy that didn't have a great year, mm-hmm. which means the bar for starting pitching is you can't see it, but it's way out of the picture as Pat and I are on the recording right now. Marcus Stroman is going to get paid. <laughs> I hope he goes to the Sox too. It's yeah. um, you know, f- first off, I love it from Detroit standpoint because it's aggressive and you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're going they for it be. and they were much better than a lot of people thought they would be this year. And they're going to try and shirt things up now. Of course, they've got some t- young talent coming up there uh, that we've seen over the past couple of years. We're going to see more of, you know, you, you hope Spencer Turnbull and all those, uh, you know, type prospects. 
I think it might be a sign that Carlos Correa very well be could be mm-hmm. headed to Detroit. Uh, I think they're going to offer him a lot of money to to come in there. Uh, and also, I'm just excited to see a little bit of movement here in in November because you know it, it's the elephant in the room. We know that lockout is looming. So to be able to see some players sign early and you completely understand why he did, because what an offer that is from Detroit. Um, so it's, we've got some movement on the hot stove. No, I love the first one. I love how it sets the bar for other pitchers. I mean, you talk about Stroman, talk about Kevin Gosman, talking mm-hmm. about Carlos Rodon. Erod did not have as good of a season as any of those guys. And he signed five years, 77 million. Yeah, I think so a lot of it came down to deal. age. For him. Yeah, he's yeah, he's gonna he was be the youngest starter, youngest topper here. Yeah. yeah, I think he would be 33 in that in that fifth year. So it is it is a big deal. That's actually a really good point. And and Rodon has injury concerns mm-hmm. that will set him apart. But I also thought the same thing. I think Correa almost certainly goes to Detroit. Almost certainly. Case. Look at you. I, I mean, I think he, he goes in, to Detroit. I do. I I think he goes to Detroit. Him and Hinch, it's just too perfect. Mm-hmm. Detroit's there. They are a little legitimate contender in the Central if they can get Correa, Erod, maybe one more bullpen piece and a couple more bats. It's perfect. I think it works really well. Uh, American League Central is certainly a Division Two where you can take some chances and try to go yeah. all in. Yes, I think the White Sox are going to be very good, but you know, how much is really behind that? So why not for the Tigers to try and go for it? I, I like it. And I, I think I do, or I should say, I do not think that this is the end for Detroit this winter. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's a good way to put it. And just for, for Red Sox fans that, that might be listening to, it's disappointing that they couldn't match the AAV, which is $15 million a year. When you think about that, based on the other players on the market, the other pitchers on the market, Stroman isn't going to take less than 15. Ray's not going to take less than 15. Gosman's not going to take less than 15. And then you get into the next tier, which is the Scherzer's, the Kershaw's. So if you're not giving it to Erod, who are you giving it to? He's also a lefty. But I also think five years is steep coming off the year that he did. My, my thought is now I have to be content that they might take some flyer deals. And that might not be a bad thing because look what happened to Robbie Ray this year. Look what sure. happened to Marcus Semien, even Gosman but it is tough to see him go to another American league team for a low AAV. And you just weren't willing to give him the years that he wanted. The question for everyone, I think this off season is, can you find the next Robbie Ray? Yeah. Right. I think that's what everyone's looking at. So I don't see why Boston wouldn't be in that, that especially losing Rodriguez now. And then Bloom is totally that type of guy mm-hmm. too, where he is absolutely looking for the diamond in the rough. Doesn't have and- to be on the free agent market too. It could be through trade. Yeah, and, and pitchers are going to be looking to get these deals done early because of the CBA, like you mm-hmm. mentioned. I'm so excited, though. We're going to have so much good content this whole offseason as we do winter meetings and free agent predictions. I absolutely love MLB's offseason. Hopefully it goes off as smoothly as possible. I know yeah. I know you're pessimistic about it. <laughs> very, very pessimistic about it, but we can hope. We can certainly yeah. hope. Uh, my number goes to college football, and it just it, it was the shocking game of the week, you know, probably for any sport. It's Texas and Kansas in college football. And there, there are two ways you can look at this. Uh, the first one, I'll go with 100, which was the amount of losses that Kansas has had in their last 100 games when they were 24 point under 24 or more point underdogs. Oh, and 100 in their last 100 games. And they beat Texas on the road. 
Make that one and 100. Make that one and 100. It also ended a 56-game road conference losing streak, which just... Yeah, my God. I don't 56. even know where it was. It's, it's so absurd when you say it like that. It was so absurd watching it. I will go even farther to say that that was one of the biggest upsets slash craziest games of any sport all season mm-hmm. long. I mean, not even this weekend. What upset oh, yeah. has been bigger than that, right? No, I'm tough. not sure you're going to find one. And tough week for Texas. Yeah, Gonzaga blew them off the court uh, for yeah. most of the time too. So uh, not, <laughs> not, not a great week yeah. for the Longhorns. Uh, and I, I just think it plays even more with how many people try to tell you that Texas is back and they're building something. I, this loss, people are going to remember this loss for a very long time. Yeah. It's just so incredible that it happened because Kansas has been so bad for so long. And here you go. I mean, they're thinking about moving to the Big East so that they don't have to play football, basically. <laughs> That's much. where Kansas was <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. And they just beat Texas. Yeah. It, I, I love those stats though. It was the Red Sox. And when they, they came back from, from down three Oh, right. It was however many and nothing. And now it was, mm-hmm. Oh, and 100. And now it's one in 100. One so in slowly, 100. slowly, but surely they're, they're pecking into that, which is mm. awesome. Yeah. Big crazy. win for them. Horrible, horrible for Texas. Brutal. Actually yeah. brutal. Doesn't even begin to sum it up. Cover um. it. <laughs> But yeah, what what do we? Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Awesome. But no, that was fun. We got to change things around, go a little musically inclined to uh, to honor the big album release last week. Yeah, that was great. Let us know what you think. I would love to hear what people think about the Red album. I would love to talk about it. Adele's album is coming out. Maybe we'll do mm-hmm. something Adele themed in the future. <laughs> I love it. Not sure how you feel about her, Pat. I love Adele. Okay. Yes, of course. Uh, All I right, think... we can get behind it. We'll do I, some some brainstorming. I... And BC already did the best one with hello from the other side with Tom Brady yes, and Bill Belichick. That, so that I don't, I don't know if we ever. could top that, honestly, but, True. <laughs> um, but all right, that'll do it for us here on the, did you hear podcast? Be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes, leave a rating as well, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at, did you hear pod? We will be back at it next week. And Emma, that's a wrap. 